Hey everybody, Catherine here, and welcome to the Sunday Soother, a community newsletter and podcast about everything from skincare to spirituality to self-reflection. And I am here today to talk about something a little bit different than I normally talk about on this podcast, and that is uh, the workplace and leadership and management. So, you know, I often spend time talking about emotional needs or, um, you know, living a more meaningful, intentional life and self-knowledge and self-trust. But some of you, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, because I've done a couple episodes on career and management, you know that I was a manager for like 13 years for um, a long time since my late 20s. And management was something that I enjoyed so dearly that I, it was what inspired me to become a life coach. I realized I enjoyed the development of people and working with humans on their growth. Um, and it was what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So it's pretty crazy and kind of hard for me to see a lot of what is going on from what I hear from friends and read online um, in some cases of management right now and leadership, because a lot of it is, um, it's not making sense and it's not productive and it's not useful. And in some cases may actually be harmful. So I wanted to record a quick episode for anybody out there who is a leader or a manager of any sort. And I also wanted to say, you know, we're all leaders now. Like this is a time for leadership from everybody. It is time to step up in any way you can in your community, in your friend group, in your family, in your relationship with your pet. Like, I don't care, right? Like we are being called to serve in a higher way than we have ever been called before. And we can either roll up in a ball in the fetal position, you know, which you can do every once in a while, but don't be that, you know, for 24 hours a day. Or we can gather our wits and our strength about us and come at this from a humane perspective of leadership and direction and clarity and be the humans that we want to be in this life, right? Like this is an opportunity. So I'm seeing a lot of inhumanity in leadership right now. And it is because people who have been promoted to management and leadership positions probably shouldn't have been, um, because they're freaking out because they can't deal with a few things. One, they can't deal with ambiguity, right? Ambiguity to me, and the, the capability to deal with ambiguity would be my top priority in like hiring going forward. And I consider one of my greatest strengths. And yeah, it is something that you might be born with to a certain extent, but it is a skill you can develop also, right? Like consider... We're in a very ambiguous time. From day to day, we do not know what is going on. And if you are a leader, you need to be comfortable with that, right? So if you have previously relied and operated on rules and foundations and how things quote unquote should be, you're probably freaking out in this time, right? So this is an opportunity to reevaluate your your relationship with ambiguity and get comfortable with it, okay? Because it's going to serve you going forward no matter what. I'm also, the second same thing I'm seeing that is like disturbing to me is the um the prioritization of like the work and or money over humanity and um the prioritization of rules over situational things and humanity um i've seen crazy stuff around childcare people saying you have to take personal leave if you're at home and you have to take you know you say you need to spend 3 hours caring for your child like it is you need to use that from your personal bank of time. Like 
that is insane to me. So what are you going to do? So say you're a leader and you're like, I'm freaking out. I'm not good at ambiguity. I've followed the rules my whole life. And I'm managing this whole set of people who are now um, looking up to me and looking at me for what to do. And I have to like figure out how to, how to be around them. Um, I'm going to go over a few steps and some, some things I think will be helpful. But I think first is just like to acknowledge to yourself and to your team. These are unusual times to say the least. And the regular rules do not apply, right? Like, I don't, you're de- dependent on where you're working. You know, corporate structure can be really restrictive for a lot of people. But depending on where you're working, you know, you've just got to maybe let go of the idea of hours tracking personal leave that anything might get done in the next week to four months, you know, because that is, uh, it's, it's just a new normal, right? Like we are, we are all kind of co-creating this together and we don't know what the future of work or your company or your productivity is going to look like. So if you can let go of how something quote unquote should be and face it as it is, that is your first step. Okay. Um, and also you have to understand that leadership in extraordinary times requires kind of extraordinary actions. I, um, and, and to think about the humanity of it, right? Like, I had an employee whose mother had a serious health crisis and she became her primary caregiver. And I was just like, we're not going to record PTO for this. Like, because this is, that would be insane to ask you to do that in this time and inhumane, frankly. And so, I mean, I'm really hoping that one thing we come out of this with is like a serious understanding of paid leave and that we need like, a lot more paid leave, especially for people who are caregivers. And I don't care if you're a caregiver to a child or a parent or another person that we need incredible amounts of flexibility. Like I think I have to be honest, one of the reasons that I left uh, the corporate world as well, you know, in addition to wanting to go out and do my own thing. And you'll hear a lot more about this on the podcast that's coming out on Sunday, which is about somebody, an interview I had with somebody who left her corporate career because of burnout. Um, I think the way work is structured is fucked up. Like there are so many things about a regular, quote unquote, regular nine to five that are bizarre to me, that are inhumane to me, that literally, you know, put aside the bizarreness and the inhumanity of them. They just don't make any sense. Why can't we do more remote work? Why do we give women no maternity leave? (laughs) Like, why do we have to work from nine to five? That's completely arbitrary. You know, why do we even have to work 40 hours a week? Why do we have to work five days a week? These are arbitrary things. We think they're normal, but they're, they never, they're not that, you know, old. These aren't like rules from the dawn of time. They can and should be remolded because they were created out of uh, a white male patriarchal like need, right? Like, White guys, white straight guys were coming to the office and they had like a support system at home who was making them food and taking care of their children. And now that's not the case anymore. So why do we still have the same structures in which, you know, that was that was the situation that was created for it just it like literally blows my mind. And I don't know why we haven't dealt with this, you know, 30 years ago, but we hadn't. And here we are. And coronavirus is, you know, I, I really, 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 really hope you know, one of the things that come out of this is is a complete restructuring uh, and rethinking of the way the modern nine to five looks because it drives me crazy. 
Um, okay, but anyways, soapbox. I want to talk about um, a strategy and a checklist that can help you if you're a leader at work and you're kind of freaking out right now, or if you're an employee at work and you're kind of freaking out right now, or say you manage one person, right? Like you don't have to be like a CEO. You might have a small team and you're sort of like, I don't really know how to do this. Because another thing about the nine to five corporate world, they promote people to managers and they don't train them how to be managers, which drives me crazy. They're just like, good luck. Here's a team of seven people, you know, hope, see you later. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, you've just handed them over a complex ecosystem of humanity. And there needs to be some instruction here. But anyways, so what I'm going to refer to is Paloma Medina, who is like a coach and workshop leader and speaker on the workplace. And she has what she refers to as core needs. Um, And she they go by the acronym of BICEPS. And she says there are six core needs researchers find are most important for humans at work. Not all are equally important to everyone. Um, And they go by, like I said, the acronym BICEPS. They stand for belonging, improvement, choice, equality, predictability, and significance. Okay. So let's go through these one by one um, and figure out how you can apply these to your leadership in this time. So first you have belonging. Uh, Medina says this is just, it's community connection, a feeling of friendship and closeness with a group, feeling cared for, feeling kinship and mutual understanding with another person, right? So belonging is also just humanity. Are you checking in on the emotional states of everybody? Are you doing group Zooms? Or are you trying to do like all your Zooms one-on-one and nobody else has like a collective community space to gather on your team day to day? Like, what are you doing to foster community amongst your team? And you know, have yourself as part of that community, right? Like not othered from that community. So, you know, these can have things like daily standups with icebreakers or once a week team meetings that are brief, right? I know we all want to be like, oh, everything could have been done by email. Now we don't need more meetings. But I think um, a meeting like this once a week or so can help address the core need of belonging, right? So that there is a sense of community fostered amongst your team. Okay, second in the acronym is improvement or progress. So this is just progress towards purpose. You want to know you're improving the lives of others, your personal growth, right? So this is hard. This is probably one of the hardest ones right now, right? Because since so much is in up in the air, I imagine in the workplace, um, people may be struggling with how are they going to continue to improve at work? How are they going to measure progress? You know, um, we're kind of stuck in like stasis right now about how a lot of workplaces are going to go forward or production or anything, right? So what I would recommend, um, you could do a book club, right? Like a leadership book club. You could find another book. Like if this is like if there is nothing else to do at work and everything is sort of stuck in like an up in the air sort of thing. Um, you can make it, uh, you don't have to make it mandatory. You can make it voluntary, right? You could find some leadership free online uh, workshops, some personal growth podcasts, Um, and you could frame it as like, you know, we're a little bit stuck in the improvement and progress at work, but it might be a good use of our time if we like read this book together. And so we can continue to feel like we're learning and growing and we'll be coming back to work, you know, more resilient and more educated than ever. Okay. So that's improvement. Choice. Choice is having flexibility or the chance to have more control over key parts of your world, autonomy, decision-making. Um, this is always hard in the workplace because 
you as the boss want to be like, I am the decision maker, right? I, you know, you have to run things past me. Like you might not want to, you may view autonomy as a threat to your leadership or a threat to the way that you want to do things. Um, but that's not the case, right? Like people when presented with choices are, are more happy. They're like more committed to the workplace. They respect you more because you are telling them, that you trust them to do what is right for them and right for the company and right for their work, right? So this is very specific to your situation. So choices may be hard, but think about like, if you're saying a situation or a project has to be one way and you're sort of um, just like mandating it, think about, can you instead frame it as a choice? Can you instead as ask uh, ask somebody else's opinion and have them weigh in on how it should be like how can you be giving your teammates a choice the next one is equality and fairness um this is just access to resources feels fair access to information feels fair uh decisions are fair everyone's treated equally important so the th- some things that used to drive me freaking crazy at work because i understand that people like at a leadership level have to make decisions first and then share but when there's not transparency or when it feels like decisions are made behind closed doors and like then never shared that definitely uh cuts into this equality fairness need and can foster resentment um can foster gossip can foster poor communication so you know, this could be like making sure you're reposting your um, your HR handbooks so everybody is reminded of them and has access of them and has access to the same information. Um, this could be posting the schedule like ahead of time so everybody sees exactly what's happening in the week ahead and they don't feel like kind of left out or in the dark about what's going on. Just how transparent are you being, right, with everybody from the intern up to senior level people, right? Because everybody needs transparency in this time. This is not a time we want to hunker down and, you know, not share information. We want to overshare in this case, I think. Okay, the next one, the second to last one is predictability, um, this is the most important one right now, I think. This is, uh, re- there's enough resources, there's enough time, you can anticipate future challenges, you feel like you have direction. So this is the most important one and also like the hardest one right now, right? Because there is no predictability. So what can you do within your day-to-day to create pre- predictability for your teams and your coworkers? You can have a stand-up at the same time every day, the same format, Right. You can share the week schedule, like I said, ahead of time so everybody knows what's coming down. You can um, share meeting agendas ahead of time. Like you can, you can let people know what to expect, right? You want to show them the format of a thing and how it's going to happen so that they're not surprised when they show up to a meeting, right? Like make sure you're sending full agendas with any meeting invites so people know exactly what is happening. And also be vulnerable here. You, There's no way you can say, I know what stuff is going to be like next week. So don't lie about it. Be like, I don't know either what's going to happen next week, but I can promise you that I'm going to work to maintain some sense of stability in the day-to-day, and I am going to continue to inform you as soon as I know anything about information about how we're proceeding, right? So be predictable, be stable, create some routines where you can, and then don't also lie about, yeah, I totally, in two weeks, we're absolutely going to be able to do this thing, right? We have no idea. You may as well admit it. And then the final one is significance, and this is status, visibility, recognition. Um, 
I think this is one of the lesser important ones right now because like predictability, equality, um, community and belonging are so important right now. In fact, you may want to consider pausing annual reviews, like raise reviews, anything that's going on that's related to performance that relates then to significance and status and salary because this just isn't the time for that, right? <laughs> like we we are looking for stability, for predictability, for community, for belonging, um, for a new norm, right? And status is one of those things that can like separate us in the workplace. And it might just be best to put anything related to status like on pause if you can and tell people, of course, like, communicate if personal if annual reviews are going to be postponed make sure everybody knows that and make sure you say you have a plan for when they will be put back in place right so make sure you're communicating any any pauses that happen okay so those are the core needs biceps belonging improvement choice equality predictability and significance so if you're a leader and you're like jesus this is a lot like i don't know how to do this um don't get overwhelmed, okay? Like this is part of leadership. Everyone thinks it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of glamour or whatever, but a lot of it sucks. Like a lot of it is taking on responsibility for stuff that like wasn't your fault, you know, or that you actually had nothing to do with. Um, it is standing up and being a clear communicator, even if communicating is not one of your core skills. It is... Um, having equality and transparency, even transparency, even if you would rather keep information to yourself, you know, um, it is fostering inclusion and community, even if that's not a skill that you have either. It is a personal, it is, it is emotional intelligence and, and personal people skills, right? Like those are some of the most core things you can have as a leader. And it is also setting a vision. Okay. So, how are you setting a vision, but also how are you working on the day-to-day and treating people like human beings, right? Because it's a new normal. It's not even a new normal yet, frankly. We're still in the middle of the upheaval. We're at the beginning of the upheaval, really. So it's going to be crazy for a while longer, for sure. So normal rules don't apply, right? Throw away your shoulds. Throw away you know, your, we always used to do this. Have teammates chip in on innovative ways you can move forward, you can increase efficiencies, new products you can serve, value you can give to your customers or your community. People have great ideas. People at all levels have great ideas. And now more than ever, like we're on equal footing and you need to be hearing about those ideas too. And treat people like humans. Like parents are not having a vacation at home with their children while they're teleworking, okay? Like, and to, you know what? I also want people to realize this. There is no way, there is literally no way anybody works eight hours a day, okay? Like we are maybe working five hours a day and that would be a lot. You know, we're talking to our coworkers, we're going to lunch, we're making coffee, we're messing around on Facebook, right? So if you are like still obsessed with getting people to work for eight hours a day, if you can get <laughs> that they have like, they're working for three hours, like right now, that's pretty good. That's frankly pretty good. Um, and oh, another thing I meant to say, don't treat your employees like children, okay? Give them an end result and a goal and let them figure out how they want to get there without giving you ridiculous, like, childish check-ins along the way to pr- quote unquote prove that they've been working. It's nothing more condescending 
I think, than that. Um, do you trust your employees or not? You know, like along with the ambiguity that I mentioned at the start of the podcast, if you have to look at your employees and you do not trust them, that is a you problem. That is not a them problem. You have to reconsider your relationships with trust, with ambiguity, with delegation, right? Like if that's what you got to do, if you want to be a leader, right? If you really want to be a leader. Okay. I hope this is slightly helpful. It's pretty rambly, but it's something that's been on my mind a lot as I see my friends struggle with the situation. And it's fresh from my mind because of, like I said, the regular Sunday podcast that is coming out that is all about um, burnout from a corporate career uh, structure, a corporate career way of being that is not sustainable for anybody. And I really like my honestly, other than like general well-being and health and safety of everybody on this planet, I'd say my biggest, well, I mean, other than also the spiritual implications and emotional well-being implications and like personal growth implications, other than those two things, my biggest hope that what we come out of this is a complete restructuring of a humane uh, workforce and a humane way of contributing to society within the structure of the workforce. Because right now it's not humane. It is degrading in many ways. And I think we're really starting to see that now. And I don't want it to be degrading. Humans are productive people. Humans want to work. Humans want to contribute. Humans want to make a difference. Humans have value. And we are stuck in a structure that is preventing many of us, many of us from doing that in any sort of way. And then we're just saying that people are lazy or not good at work. That is not true. It is not the humans that are the problem. It is the corporate structure that is the problem. And let's pray that we get a new model out of the situation. Okay, I'm signing off. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got real ranty there, um, which reminds me I need to chill out. And I'm doing meditations every day on my Instagram uh, live, 4.30 p.m. Eastern from now until whenever, till the end of time. These are short 5-10 minute meditations guided. I'll be walking you through some visualizations. It's a great way to just chill out. I'm trying to figure out how to save them or even put them on this podcast as audio so you guys can access them later. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, they'll be on my Instagram lives, which I think stay up for 24 hours. So I hope you'll check those out. Okay, guys, good luck out there. I am rooting for every single one of you, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and your experiences in the workplace. Talk soon.